0: Alright, it is that time, so we're going to go begin this afternoon, this noon hour. I do thank you for tuning in, whether you're watching this live or you're watching it and listening to it later. I do appreciate you tuning in. Let me adjust this down just a touch. And uh, we're going to pick up today in Judges chapter 9 and verse 7. Now, as you can see there on the screen, or I hope you can anyway, uh, i try to make it big enough for you. So you usually follow along. We are in Judges 9 and verse 7. I'll be, for the sake of our studies, uh, I use the New King James. uh, And so that's what we'll be using uh, today and as we do in all of our studies. So uh, Judges chapter 9 and verse 7. We're going to back up just a moment. We're going to read verses 1 through 6 to kind of bring us up to where we are uh, this morning or this noon hour. Judges 9 and verse 1, reading through verse 6, says, And Abimelech, the son of Jerubbabel, went to Shechem, to his mother's uh, brothers, and spoke with them, and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in a hearing of all the men of Shechem. Which is better for you, that all seventy of the sons of Jerubbabel reign over you, or that one reign over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and bone.'" And his mother's brothers spoke all these words concerning him and the hearing of all the people, all, of all the men in Shechem. And their heart was inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him 70 shekels of silver from the temple of Baal bareth with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. Uh, then he went to his father's house at, at Oprah, and, all, and killed his brothers, the 70 sons of Jerubal, on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubal, was left because he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together, all of Beth, all of Bethmelo. And they went and made Abimelech king beside the temple tree, the pillar that was in Shechem. So this brings us up to where we are today here in verse 7. Uh, we see here uh, very clearly that uh, they have killed the sons of Jerubal, that is the sons of uh. Getting it all except one, uh, besides uh, Jotham there in verse five, um, and it's interesting who he hires here. As we pointed this out last time, verse four says he hired uh, worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. Now let's look at verse seven and following where we're picking up at uh, today. Now when the now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerasim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, listen to me, you, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. So this is Jotham, the only surviving son, going out and making this this announcement, making this statement here in verse 7 and following. And he says, listen to me, you, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. There in verse 7. Um, some say this is from a safe distance on an outcropping uh, of Mount Gerizim. He inter- he interrupted the coronation with a shout. He then delivered a fable to the men of Shechem that they might realize the stupidity of the, of the, of the wrongdoing, of what the, of their wrongdoing. i mean, let's look at verse eight and following. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, reign over us, but the olive tree said to them, Should I cease giving my oil, which with which they honor God and men, and go to sway other trees? And then then the tree said to the fig tree, You come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I cease my sweetness and my fruit and go to sway over sway over trees? Then the tree said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Should I cease my new wine, which cheers both God and men, and go and go to sway over trees? Then all the trees said to to, to the Bramble, You come and reign over us, and the Bramble said to the trees, if in truth you anoint me as king over you, then come and take shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. And we go on here in verse 16. We're going to come back and talk about all this here in just a moment. We look at verse 16. Now, therefore, if you have acted in truth and sincerity in making Abimelech king, and if, you have, and if you have dealt with Jerubal in his, in his house, and have done to him as he deserves, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you out of the hand of Median. Notice there, back up for just a second here. He says, he says, if you have acted in truth and, and sincerity in making Abimelech king, which, of course, they have not, and if you have dealt with Jerubal, that is, Gideon, and his house, and have done to him as he deserves, which, of course, they have not, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. There's a reminder of what has been done for them. But you have risen up against my father's house this day, and killed his seventy sons on one stone, and made Abimelech the son of his, the son of his female servant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted in truth and sincerity with, with Jerubal and with his house this day, then rejoice in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But But if not... Let fire come from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and Beth-Melo. And let fire come from the men of Shechem and from Beth-Melo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran and fled, ran away and fled. And he went to, to Beer and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech and his brother. Now, um, in this story or in this fable, the trees were looking for a king. This is going back to the... Uh, this interesting story of that that uh or fable, if you want to put it that way, that is given here beginning in verse eight and going through uh verse 15 there. Uh in the fable, the trees were looking for a king. Various noble trees, the olive, fig, and vine, all declined the invitation. Only the worthless Bramble agreed to become king. Well, who is the Bramble? Well, it's Abimelech, right? The the bramble even threatened to burn the rest of the forest if they did not anoint him as king. Well, what happened at the beginning of verse chapter 9? Abimelech went to his mother's brothers, right? And then he hired worthless and reckless men. The basic point of the fable is that Abimelech, a man of ruthless temperament, is the least qualified to serve as king. How often God's people are attracted to the leadership of the men least qualified to lead. And no doubt that is. We are sometimes men are attracted to those who are not qualified, but they will bring about maybe uh, fun and, and entertaining times. Uh, whatever the case may be, um, Jotham then began to remind the, she- the, she- the Shechemites of all that Jer- the that that is Gideon, had done for the nation. He had risked his life to deliver the land to deliver the land from Midian. Now the Shechemites had, ju- had joined a plot to wipe out all of his sons. Was this deed done in truth and integrity? Well, look here, that's what he's asking. He asked it in verse sixteen. And then he asked again in verse nineteen. And so he asked it twice. And he also, as we pointed out already, he reminded them what he has what uh, Gideon or Jerubbabel had done for them, right? Verse 17, For my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian. Um, now the Shechemites Shik- uh, had joined the plot to wipe out all of his sons. If so, it, was this done in, in truth and integrity? If so, then a happy relationship should exist between Shechem and their new king. But if not, then Jotham predicted that the king and his subjects would destroy one another. Its point is that a friendship based on ambition and gratitude, disloyalty, uh, disloyalty and bloodshed could only have disastrous consequences for both sides. We saw that in verses 16 through 20. Having finished his speech, uh, Jotham fled. He took refuge and, and beer. Beer. I don't know how to pronounce it. B-E-E-R. Um, let's see here. Uh, the, it literally means well. An oasis rest in, in desert during the exodus. Uh, a city west of Hebron. That's what Strong says here. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's spelled like beer. It's probably pronounced Pierre. Um, and he dwelt there in verse 21 for fear of Abimelech and, and his, for fear of Abimelech, his brother. Um, he remained there because of the danger of, of from the ruthless and uh, Abimelech. Now, and so basically, it's interesting when you first, when you read this, it, uh, the the fable, so to speak here, and uh, what do we say from 9, sorry, no, from from into verse 7 through verse 15 about the trees and things, and he brings out the bramble, uh, then we put that with what he says in verse 16 through verse 20. Um, you begin to understand pretty quickly who he's talking about. That Abimelech is that bramble, right? He's he's the one that's not noble. You no, know, nobody wants bramble. They want they want the good, strong tree, as um, some have called the noble trees, right? The the uh, olive, the fig, and the vine, all those types of things. Now let's drop down now to verse twenty-two, and we have here in this uh, version has has this heading: the downfall of Abimelech. Um, another heading I have here is the simple ambition. Simple ambition. It's thwarted. Or ruined sinful ambition is thwarted or ruined or stopped in verses 22 through 29 of Judges chapter 9, beginning in verse 22. Now, looking at verse 22, after Abimelech had reigned over Israel three years, God sent a spirit of ill of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech. And so, we have here in verse 22. Abimelech uh, claimed to rule all Israel, and in truth his reign was limited to the reign, uh, to the region rather around Shechem. After three years, the prophecy of Jothem came to pass, causing an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. Uh, even the evil spirits are subject to the will of the Creator. Now, um, that's that's one commentary's thoughts of evil spirits. But I like the way the New King James here words this: an ill will. Um, the King James here in verse 22 says it says an evil spirit uh, i think uh, the idea there is really an ill will um not the idea of some um actual evil demon or anything like that i think it's just he he's still discord between them which you think about it this way i don't i don't know if i should say he's still discord between them but the idea there is you know when you have wicked people bound together working together and and being close quarters um, wicked people like to be in charge. And so it would only be fitting that Bimelech would have someone try to overthrow him or overtake him because these types of people don't stay happy very long. And you know, those kind of like people who leave the congregation and go to a pro- more progressive one. Many times they don't stay happy. They don't stay happy very long. Um, because they're looking for something else. And really we find here in verse 22, when he says, your God's in a spirit of ill will, we're really what happened in my mind and my judgment. What happened here is that he just amplified really there, the, the personality and, and the spirits between them already. But he says here in verse 23, "God in a spirit of ill will between the Bimblech and the men of Shechem and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with the Bimblech. Now, remember now we might, some might say, well, how can you say that, um, uh, God just amplified their personalities. you ever got to remember who who he hired. Do you remember that? Going back to the beginning of verse of chapter 9. Back up for a moment here. And this is why I say what I did. Or, or, or say what I say. Back up here in verse nine, uh, chapter 9 and looking at verse um, um, 4. Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men. These are the same people we're reading about here in chapter nine, verse twenty-two and following. Those same, some of those same worthless and reckless men. So would it be easy to send a spirit of ill will between them? It just need a little push, you know, um, amplified their already uh, wicked intentions, already their their uh, worthlessness and evil ideas. We find in verse twenty-four that the crime done to the seventy sons of Jerubal uh, might be settled. Excuse me, and that their blood may uh, blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem who aided him in the killing of his brothers. So we find in verse twenty-four, why did God do this? Why did not He give them? He might say a little bit of a push. Uh, it doesn't take much sometimes to to get that fire started. Well, with these ill-will people, with these worthless and reckless and uh, worthless and reckless and evil men, it didn't take much. In my opinion, it didn't take much. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that, but he sent the spirit of ill will between them. Anyway, he did cause this to happen. Um, and among these men, that would have been very hard. Verse 24 And why did he do this? That the crime done to the 70 sons of Jerubal or Gideon might be set- settled and their blood be laid on Abimelech, the- their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who aided him in the killing of his brothers. Why? Because what they've done in the- already, right? Retribution, you might say there. Verse twenty five. And the men of Shechem sent uh, excuse me, the Men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who passed by them along the way, and it was told Abimelech. And so what we find here in verse twenty-five, the people just turn more and more wicked, right? It's you pick a town or city you think today is evil, and that's pretty much you know, that once was a good town and fun place to visit. Uh well now here we have we're, we're, you know, where these guys are at they're Shechem um it's just evil bad place stay away from it we find in verse 25 people were basically getting mugged getting hijacked getting things stolen from them right men uh he set men in ambush and the men set men of Shechem set men in ambush so the, we find here a group of men set other men in ambush meaning there's some type of other small leadership there that's coming about this this group of evil people and they're setting others in and in, in wait to to uh, ambush against him on the tops of the mountains now gal or Gal, how you going to pronounce that uh or gal um i'm terrible pronouncing some of these names uh it means here low that the name actually means loathing now gal the son of, of ebid now er, er, ebed yeah um can you imagine having a name that means loathing? What a terrible name. Um, he aided the Shechemites in the rebellion against Mimelech. As we look at this here on Strong, just that it doesn't show up on the screen. Uh, his father's name meant Servant. Uh, he, his father, uh, father of, uh, Gal in the time of the judges, son of Jonathan, and one of the sons of, of Aden who returned from exile from Ezra. Um, so the father of Gal in the time of the judges. Okay, so Gal, the son of Ebed, came in with his brothers and went over to Shechem, and the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. What do we have here? No, of no, what just happened. Like, now, Gal, the son of Ebed, uh, Ebed, came with his brothers and went over to Shechem, and men of Shechem put their confidence in him. Who's the him? It is this Gal, or how do you pronounce that? And so what happens? You're having a you're having a rebellion starting up in verse twenty six. So they went out into the fields and gathered grapes from their vineyards and and trod them and made made merry. And they went out, and they went rather into the house of their god, little G there, not, not the one true God, and ate and drank and cursed Abimelech. Then Gal, the son of Ebed, said, "Who is Abimelech and who is Shechem that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Gibral? That is again Gideon, and is not." Zebul, his officer, served the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But why should we serve him? If only this people were under my authority, then I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, increase your army and come out. Rebellion, right? And what did Jotham say was going to happen? And we're back up here. Jotham had told them, uh, going back to verse 19, if then you have acted in truth and sincerity with Jerubal and with the house of with with this house this day they're rejoicing in and I'm also rejoicing you. But if not, let fire come from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and Beth Me'ol. Let fire come from the men of Shechem and from Beth Me'ol and devour Bimlak. And we fast forward. Where are we at here? What's going on? It is all coming true, right? There is discord, as we see in verse 22. They're treacherous people. They're killing one another. They're attacking one another. Now we have this rebellion there, and we find in verse 29. He says, flat out, only the, this people were under my authority. That is seeking what? To become the new leader, to become the new king, to become the new ruler over these people. Now, as we look here, um, as we look here at uh, verse 30 and following, we find more of this rebellion. We find more uh, of this uh, these things going on here. And uh, let's move this up here. Here it says And Zabul, or Zabul uh, again. Terrible names. Uh, this this name here means uh, exalted. He's a chief man in the city of Shechem at the time of the contest between Abimelech and the native Canaanites. And so his name means Z- Zabul means um, uh, exalted. So when Zabul, the ruler of the city, heard the heard the words of, Ga- of Gal, the son of e- Ebed, his his anger was aroused, and he sent. Messengers to Abimelech secretly saying, Take note, Gal the son of Ebed and his brothers have come to Shechem, and here they are, fortifying, fighting the city, fortifying this fortifying the city against you. Uh, there in verse thirty-one. So he tries to warm Abimelech, right? In verse 30 13, thirty-one, verse thirty-two. Now therefore, get up by night, you and the people who are with you, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be as soon as the sun is up in the morning that you shall rise early and rush upon the city. And when he when, and when and when he and the people who are with him come out against you, you may you may then do to them as you find opportunity. So we find here in verse thirty-two and following to wait out in the field, right? To go on and to hide, um, and then you can do it to them as you as you have opportunity, as it's, as it's worded there in the New King James in verse thirty-three. Now, as you look at verse 30 through 57, you have here um, four stages of events that are going to take place. And we're going to pause here for just a second, but you have four stages. And the first stage is found, really, in w- which we're in the middle of right now, is the judgment on, on Gal, uh, or Gal. And that's verses 30 through 41. Now we're not going to get through all this today. The second one, though, is found in verses 42 through 45, the judgment on Shechem. Uh, the third is found in verses forty-six through forty-nine, the destruction of the temple fortress, and the fourth stage is the attack on Thebes, verses fifty through fifty-five. So those are your four uh, stages. The four the events unfold, unfolded in four stages: judgment on Gal, or Gal, thirty through forty-one; the judgment on Shechem, forty-two through forty-five; destruction of the temple fortress, forty-six through forty-nine. And then you have the attack on Thebes, verses 50 through 55. Now, as we look here in verse um, 30 through 41, you find Abimelech still had at least one loyal friend in the city, Zabul the mayor. Perhaps he had been appointed to his position by Abimelech, but that is, but be that as it may, Zabul was enraged in, in, at the treacherous talk of Gal. He sent word to Abimelech, uh Secretly apprising him of the situation, Zabul urged Abimelech to bring his army that night and position it in, to position, position about the city at sunrise. He should, he should rush Gal and his supporters. Verses 30 to 33. Now, in verse 34 and following here, going through about verse 41, as we're probably going to stop at the day. Verse 34 says, So Abimelech and all the people who were with him rose by night and lay, laying way against Shechem in four companies. Uh, and these four companies, let me see here, um, let so me get a full definition. Let so me get a number. A company, or division. Okay. I don't see. see here one second. I don't see a, about a number. Okay. Well, anyway, four companies, uh, he would, he would lie waiting wait in four companies, excuse me, against Shechem. 35, when Gal, the, or Gal, the son of Ebid went out and stood in the entrance to the city gate, Abimelech and the people who were with him rose from lying in wait. When Gal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Look, people are coming down from the tops of the mountains. But Zebul said to him, You see the shadows of the mountains as if they, as if they were men. So Gal spoke again, and said, "See, people are coming down from the center of the land, and another company is coming from the diviner's terminus tree." So the bull, so Zebul said to him, "Where indeed is your mouth now? With what you said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Are not these people whom you despise go out? If you will go out, if you will, and fight with them now?" Okay. So Abimelech moved that night. He positioned his soldiers and four companies about Shechem. Gal and his men went out of the city. In the morning, perhaps they were going on a raid, or maybe they were uh, intending to protect the workers in the field. In any case, Abimelech launched the attack prematurely. Gal thought he saw something moving down from the mountains. The bull, stalling for time, convinced Gal at first that he was seeing only shadows. A few minutes later, however, Gal realized that he was coming under attack from several directions. So now threw Gal's boast on the previous day back into his face and challenged him to go out and fight Abimelech. That's 34 through 38. 39 through 41. Uh, we have here, so Gal went out, leading the men of Shechem to fight with, and fought with Abimelech, and Abimelech chased him and fled uh, and fled from him, and and many fell wounded to the very entrance of the gate. And Abimelech dwelt in uh, Aruma, and Zabul drove out Gal and his brothers so that they would not dwell in Shechem. So Gal, the rebellious leader of Shechem, went out to face Abimelech. The skirmish was no contest, so to speak. Gal fled. Most of his supporters were slain and at the time at the same time zebul drove uh drove out all the relatives and gals so they could no longer live in check and that's through 41. okay let's look at 42 through 45. i says i'll we'll stop at 41. let's go through 45 <clears throat> as we're looking okay on time uh, this, uh, this afternoon okay 42. And it came, to, it came about on the next day that the, that the people went out into the field and told Abimelech, so he took his people, divided them into three companies, and lay in wait in the field. And he looked and there were the people coming out of the city, and he rose and he rose against them and attacked them. and then Abimelech and the company that was with him rushed forward and stood at the entrance of the gate of the city. and the other two companies rushed upon all who were, who were in the fields and killed them. So Abimelech fought against the city all that day. He took the city and killed the people who were in it, demolished the city, and sold it with salt. So this is a judgment on Shechem, verses 42 through 45. So we find here that the next day Shechem was assumed that all was back to normal. Gal and his supporters were gone. Abimelech appeared to have withdrawn from the area. The people therefore left, left the safety of their walls and went out into the fields to work. Abimelech, ever had not yet vented his anger on the city for tolerating rebellion against him. His troops uh, were strategically placed in three places about the city. One company seized the city gate. The other two attacked the workers in the field. Abimelech waged war the whole day against Shechem. One by one, he, quartered, he conquered each quarter of the city. The inhabitants were all slain. The city was razed or razzed, rather, then, all his symbol, then, then as a symbolic gesture of eternal desolation, Benelux sprinkled salt upon the ruins, verses 42 through 45. Okay, we're going to stop there today. When we come back next week, Lord willing, we'll pick up in verses 46 through 49, looking at the destruction of the Temple Fortress. So we are going to stop there today. I do for your time and for your attention, hope you have enjoyed this Bible study, and hope to see you again, uh, Lord willing, next week.